Okay, Bokatov, today's daf is daf Hey in Sukkah. We learned for a four for Yosef Azriel Ben Chaim Michal. Now, at the bottom of uh, Dalit on the Bay, he's at the two dots, six lines from the bottom of the page. We started that yesterday. Let's repeat that again. The Mishnah said, we learned that uh, yesterday and the day before we dealt with uh, the height of the Sukkah. The height can't be more than 20 amos, right? That's Psula, but up to 20 amos, inclusive is okay. And review to disagree. Then we said, everybody agrees that it's got to be at least, the minimum is 10 tfachim. Where do we get the 10 tfachim from? So the Gemara says, Minolan, how do we, how do we know that? Minolan, Itmar, Rav Avchanin, Rav Yachim, Rav Chavim, these four rabbis, Master, they learned. And then again, parenthetically, Bekula say to Moit Kolki, I got, whenever these two pairs are mentioned, Chalufa, Rav Yochan, Ma'ali, Rav They take away some, some exchange, Rav Yochan, and they put in Rav In any case, what do they say? Now, how do we know the 10 tfachim? It's learned from the Aron in the Kodesh Kodashim. Aron Tisha, the Aron is nine tfachim, and the Kaporis is a tefach, that's the R cover. Harei Kanasaros, that's he got 10. So we're gonna learn out from there, that's 10, and so what? So what if that's 10? There's a lot of, that. something is could be seven. What, what's the difference if that's 10? But we'll see that that cons- is considered a separate Rishus. Why, if in order to Hashem, Hashem says, I will meet you there, but I'll speak from above the Kaporis, meaning Hashem won't come down to the lower level, because that's a Rishus B'Fnei Atzma. And that's what he, that he says that, um, uh, you're right, he's not going to come down there. Pardon? Right. Tanya Rabiosi, Omri, Omri, Shkila Mata. Rabiosi learned in Brisa that, Rabiosi mentioned that the Shkila never came below 10 Tfachim, because that's a separate truth. Below Moshe of Eliol Amorim. And Moshe and Eliol never really went up up until the heaven. Shinema, Shemaim, Shemaim, Hashem, Varts, and Son of Adam. Shemaim is for God, and the arts is for the Adam. So the point here is, like Rashi says, the top Rashi, the Krok Siv, the Allah Kaporis Yarit. Hashem came down on top of the Kaporis. Above 10, that's when the Rishus, that's when the domain ends. So the idea here is that 10 is a domain. 10 is a domain. So up and so that, therefore you need a minimum of 10, a minimum of 10 to be considered a domain. Now, uh, uh, it, it's a little bit of a stretch, you could say, because uh, all we're saying over here is that that um, Hashem never came down below 10. And as we'll see, and Moshe never went up to within 10 of the Shemayim. Right? Moshe went up to the Shemayim, but he didn't go all the way. He didn't go within it because within 10 is considered a domain. So 10 is a domain. That's, that's the minimum. That's what we're learning now. That, that, that's what we're basing it on right now. Don't we have that by Shabbos also? Yes, 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 correct. But Shabbos also. The same limud? Is, is it. Does the Gemara learn that Lima there? I don't think so. Does the Gemara learn in Shabbos that the 10 is based on that? Or that's Halach Lamosh Misina? I think that's Halach Lamosh Misina, as we'll see. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's from there because they, right, right, right. The, 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 um, the 10 to be considered a separate Rishus, you know, that it's true because Rishus Rabbim, it's, it's got to be a Daraisa because we learned the Rishus Rabbim is only within 10 Fachim from the ground. Above that, it's a Karmelis, right? So it's only 10 Fachim from within the ground. If it didn't, if it didn't rest, if you threw something from Rishus Yochid and it didn't land within 10 Fachim of Rishus Rabbim, that you're not Chayv Daraisa. So that's a Daraisa. So apparently, it, I think it's Halacha Mashmisinai based on the Shior, as we'll see. Okay, so that. Below, so more now, we're at the fourth line on Hayim and Alpha, we left off yesterday. Below yard the Shechina Lamata, is it true the Shechina never came below 10 Tvachim from the Gavak, said by Yehud Hashem Al Har Sinai, Hashem came down to Har Sinai, came down to Har Sinai, but he didn't come within 10 Tvachim from the ground. Lamal Miyasar Tvachim, Ayvak said, Ba'omdu Ragla Bayoma, whose hand, his feet will stand that day, Al Har Zaysim, on Har Zaysim. Again, Lamal Miyasar Tvachim, it always means above 10 Tvachim. In other words, the Shechina Hashem never came down within 10 Tvachim of the ground, and Moshe and Eliyahu and other, anybody else who went up did not go within 10 Tvachim of heavens. Below Moshe and Eliyahu, Lamar, is it true Moshe and Eliyahu did not go up to the, to the heavens? 
Vaksiv Umosha Allah El Hoelokim. Again, the Matami Asara. He came within, but he didn't go within ten came below ten Tfachim from heavens. Went up in a whirlwind. Again, He seized the face of the, the front of the throne, Hashem's throne. Parshas alov ananu, and Hashem spread out His um, cloud on Moshe. Parshas is a as an acronym for uh, that Hashem spread out from His ziv, from His shine. Hashem spread out from his uh, from his uh, holy countenance and shining countenance uh, and, and and his cloud on Moshe. Uh, so what do you see? That Moshe grabbed onto the kisei. Says no, the matanias. Sorry, still was within. He was below ten tefachim from the heaven. But it says he grabbed onto the kisei. If he grabbed onto the kisei, how could he have been below ten tefachim? From heavens, the answer is ishtarush, ishtaruvuve, ishtaruvle kisei. The kisei was lowered, said ad asara until asara, and there Moshe grabbed onto it. Uh, and then he held, and he held onto it there. That's where he grabbed onto it. Okay, so these are all nice rushes that we say that uh, ten ten tfachim is considered a domain, and therefore the heavens within ten tfachim. Uh, no human can approach within ten tefachim of the domain of the heavens, even though the heavens much bigger. But within ten tefachim from there, you can't, because that's a separate domain. And 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 Hashem cannot does not come within ten tefachim from the ground. So Bishlama Aron Tisha. Okay, so we say here that where do you get the ten tefachim from? Ten tefachim is a domain, and that's and that's the idea that uh, if you're in a house a dira, again, this could be different. You could argue you're bringing up a part about about Shabbos. They were talking about like an outdoor, you know, like an outdoor. I mean, here we're trying to apply it to sukkah. So sukkah is like a, this is a residence, a domain. Of course, we're comparing it to the whole earth and to the heavens. That's also is, is that a domain of God, a domain of here, different maybe than Rishus Rab versus Rishus Yachet. Not sure. Okay. Um, so so Bishlam Aron Tisha. So what did we say? We said that the Aron is nine tefachim high, and the Kaporis is one tefach. So that's ten. So you got a total of ten. And Hashem said, I'm not coming down below ten. Like Hashem said, I'll, I'll appear to you from above. I'm not coming down below ten. Ten is a separate area. So Bishlam Aron Tisha Dachsiv Asur Aronat Seishitim Amos Saim Chetzerach. It says two and a half Amos is its length. Amos Chetzerach one and a half is its width. Amos Chetzerach also and one and a half is its height. How much is an Amos? Six tefachim. So Amos Chetzerach is nine tefachim. We get Elikaporis Tefachim. Where do you get that the Kaporis is only a Tefach? Plus, it doesn't say that the Kaporis has a thickness of a Tefach. It has its length and width the same as the Aron. It's a perfect match. It fits flush onto the onto the Aron. But it doesn't tell you, the Pus doesn't say where it's, that it's a Tefach thick. How do we know that it's a Tefach thick? In other words, to get to 10, we have 9 from the Aron, plus the Kaporis is Tefach is a 10. How do, you, how do you know it's a Tefach? The Tanner of Khalina, Kalakim Shasa Moshe. All the vessels of Moshe made in the base Mikdash, Nasnaben Torah Midas Arkon Umidas Rachman Misroglasan. Almost all the all the Kam, the Shulchan, the Menorah, etc., tells you its length, its width, and its height. Kaporas, but when it comes to the Kaporas, the ark cover, Midas Archa, Midas Rachba Nasna, right? Hashem gave us the length and the width, which are match the uh Aron, Midas Kamasal and Asuna, but it didn't tell us the height. The Pasik simply doesn't doesn't leaves it out. So how do we know how, how thick that kaporos was? The thickness means its height, because it's like a flat uh, plate that sits directly on the uh, aron, <clears throat> and its length and width match that of the aron, but the thickness or its height effectively, it's hard to tell us. So say, let's learn out Let's learn out the minimal one. Look at the smallest vessel, Shinemar Vasisalom is Geret. 
you make a mezgeret. What's the mezgeret? Mezgeret is the, uh, we're looking here at number 30 That's in the zero. vision. That, pardon? The zer? Not the zer. The mezgeret is the area, if you look at number 30, it's the area around the shulchan. The area around the shulchan, not the fancy crown. That's the zer. But it says over there, Vasisa lo, the pos posik say, that's the Lashen in, in Shmos. And you should make him as Gerrit around the Shulchan. Tofach means a Tefach Saviv. A Tefach is a fist, uh, a fist width. So Tefach Saviv. Malon Tefach, that's a Tefach. Afkan Tefach, that's the smallest, the smallest Kli that we find is a Tefach. So we'll assume that that's also a Tefach. Why don't you learn from the Kalim themselves, which are much bigger? That's simply the Mizgeret for the Shulchan. Maybe the other Kalim are much bigger. So Gemaris is a famous line, Tafastamur below Tafasta, Tafastamur below Tafasta. It's famous, Moshe Rashi says, that when you have a choice of taking a smaller measure or a bigger measure, take the smaller one. Because if you take the bigger one, maybe they didn't mean to give you, maybe the bigger one's not correct. The smaller one's included in the bigger one, right? So if I take a smaller one, so the smaller one, I'm correct. If they want to give me, if at the end they give me a bigger one, good, they added more, right? I took the smaller one. But if you take the bigger one, maybe they don't want to give you the bigger one and you grab too much. That's what Rashi says in the narrow lines, the second of the narrow lines. Anything that you could understand to be either bigger or smaller. If you took the smaller measure, right, it's good. It's not smaller than that. It's, you took the smaller, smallest, the minimum or the maximum. So you took the minimum. Maybe if it turns out afterwards you could have gotten the bigger one. Better, even better. But they didn't take anything away. Nobody took away anything from you because you only took the minimal one. You took the smaller one. But if you took the bigger one, then lo tafasta. Maybe you should have taken the smaller one. You took too much. So they take away. You took, you took the bigger portion, so to speak. You should have only taken the smaller one. Behind the lo tafasta. If you take the smaller one, it's an example, but it's a famous line used everything. You bred up more than you could chew, or you took too much, or whatever. It's always good to take the smaller portion. Okay, so I have a choice. Should I learn from this garret that it's a tefach, or should I learn from clean? Maybe it's more than a tefach. We don't know how, what the thickness of the kaporis is, so I'll learn from the smaller one. So if you want to take the smaller one, nail with me sits. Why don't you learn that sits? That's the golden plate that the Kohen Gadol wears on his forehead. The tiny sits. Doma kemintas. It's like a plate. Shows up. It's a golden plate. Barachah basis plus only two. It's only two finger breadths uh, wide. All right. It's not even a whole. Uh, it's not even a whole tefach. Umuk of It goes around this forehead from ear to ear. Because of what says base sheet, and there's two lines on it. The one line says Yud K Milmala Hashem's name Milmala Vakodesh Lamet Milamata and Kodesh and the, with the Lamet below to read entirely Kodesh Hashem. was one of those rabbis who the Romans gave an opportunity to check the tra- their treasures that they had um, that they had uh, stolen from the Jews, right? That they had uh, uh, taken away from the Jews. And for Rabbi Riosi did some good uh, act for which they rewarded him by being able to look in the treasury there. He says, I saw it in Rome because of the law of Kodesh Hashem in one row. But the point is, the point is, however it's written, it's only two at both thick. So why don't you learn out that this, uh, that the Koporesh should be only two finger breadths thick, not, not a whole tefach. The answer is done in Klimi Klimi and done in Klimi Mitachshad. I rather learn a, a vessel from a vessel and you don't learn out a vessel, which is in this case we're talking about the kaporis as a whole vessel, mitachshit, simply something which is an ornament. And the and the uh, the tzitz is considered an ornament 
an ornament that the coin Godel wears. This is what you mentioned, uh, Avram. So why don't you learn from the Zer? The Zer is the crown. Now, when you look at number 30, you see the Zer there above the Mesgeret. That's like the beautiful little crown that goes around on top of the Mesgeret. It's only a small amount. It's very, very little. Again, done in clean and clean. We're going to learn out one vessel from another vessel. And done in clean and clean. You don't want to learn out a cleave from something which is simply an accessory for a cleave. It's an appurtenance. In other words, it's not, the zair is not a cleave to itself. The arun is a cleave. The kaporis is a cleave. The krugen could be considered to be a cleave. The shulchan is a cleave. But the zair is simply an ornament for the cleave. So you want to learn out from there. Yehochim is garret, nami So why don't you say the garret is also simply a ornament for the table, for the shulchan itself? Uh, and if it's so you can't learn out from the shulchan. Right at this point, we're saying, why do you know? How do you know that the kaporis is a tefach thick or a tefach high? Because you learn from the garret. But if you're not going to learn from zair because it's an ornament, then the garret's also an ornament. The answer is to lamata hoisa. You see in, in number thirty again that the garret was below the zair, meaning it basically formed the frame that kept the table together. It was, and it's as part of the structure of the, of the shulchan. It's not simply an ornament. The zair is an ornament. This mezgaret was below. That's fine if you learn it that way, like in number 30, if you say that the mezgaret was above, this is in 31, you're looking at uh, illustration number 31, if you say it's above, then it's an ornament. It's not really holding the table together. It's not part of the structure of the table. So if it's only an ornament, so this is an ornament, that's an ornament. Hi, simply a simply a, a uh, not even an ornament. It's 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 maybe a, a right. It's like an a um, an accessory for the cleave. The zair is an ornament, right? Uh, so uh, if you say over here that um, uh, we don't learn out a cleave, ain't done a cleave That's the reason you couldn't learn out what you couldn't learn out um, cleave from a hechsher cleave, which was the zair. So mizgaris is also a hechsher cleave. So if you say that it's part of the structure, fine. But if you say it was above, this is also simply an accessory for the Kli. It's not really the Kli itself. I'll give you a simple answer. Why do I learn out from the Mizgaret? You're right, it might be a Heksher Kli. But I'd rather learn out the size, the, the measure of the Kaporis from something where the Torah gave you the spe- a specific amount. You learn it out from Mizgaret. Mizgaret said it's Tefach. The Torah says tofach. It is a tefach. The Torah tells us tefach. I'd rather learn out the kaporis from something which says the favorish in the Torah what its measure is, what its size is, versus that sits in the zair, not because one that sits as a hechsher and the zair is uh, is an ornament, right? That's uh, the zair bechlal is is. Um, oh, we said that. Um, what's the what's the the the, the rather the uh, tzitz is an ornament and the zair is a hechsher kli. Right, is an is an accessory for the kli. The tzitz is an ornament, not because the tzitz is a, is an ornament and the zair is a uh, is an appurtenance, but rather because the Torah doesn't tell us the size of the tzitz and the zair. It's learned out simply. Uh, zair could be a mashu. Tzitz is alochem moshmesina. Presumably that it's two it's two its bows. It didn't say beferish. So I'd rather learn out for it says beferish. Mizgeret says beferish tefach. So that's why it's a tefach. Uh, so now this is this is the first answer. In other words, what are we looking at? We're looking at how do you know, the question was, how do we know that the minimum size of a sukkah is 10 tefach? How do we know from the aron and the kaporis? How do we know the kaporis is a, is a tefach, which means nine plus one is tefach? Okay, you're learning out from Ms. Garrett. That's one answer. Rav Huna, in the last line of the page, the Manaf says, Rav Huna Marmeocha, Al-Panei When they sprinkle the Dam on Yom Kippur, it says, towards the face of the kaporis, towards the face of the ark cover, eastward. 
ve'ein panim pachas mitefach. A face has to be at least a tefach. Okay, it's very simple. It says it says the face of the kaporis. That means like the side of the kaporis. That's got to be at least a tefach. That's the thickness. That's its height. Ve'ema ka'apet varyochni. Well, if it's just a face, maybe it's the face of this large bird. There's a gigantic bird that it, uh, it laid an egg and caused you know uh, caused a. Um, uh, What's it, what's it called when the uh, uh, tsunami, you know, fell into the water and a tsunami happened. There's a gigantic bird and it's got a big face. Again, tafasimu below tafasta, tafasimu tafasta. You have a choice of which face, a normal face, normal face is at least a tefach, or a gigantic face. Well, how, why should we assume it's a bigger one? You always assume the smaller measure, if you don't know, if you don't have no uh, proof otherwise. <coughs> so if it's small, maybe it's the face of a small, tiny bird. Tiny bird's got a very small face, less than a tefach. The Zutatub is much smaller. Amar Vachabar Yaakov, Ravuna, Pnei Pnei Gomar. He learned, when Ravuna said, he learned from the face of the Kaporis, and the face has to be a Tepach, not because he had a Svar that a face is a Tepach. He learned of Xavier Shava. Xivachal Pnei Kaporis, the face of the Kaporis, because Xivachal Me'es Pnei Yitzchak Aviv. Well, the face of, of, of Yitzchak Aviv, the face of a human being, is certainly that of a Tepach. So he learned up Pnei Pnei, so that's how we know. In other words, not because of the first Russia based on misgeret, that you learn it from misgeret, learn out kli from, a, from another kli, learn out this kli from that kli where the Torah tells us it's a tefach, but rather, penei, 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 this has a face, that has a face, human beings got to be stuff. Learn out from the face of, of Hashem, kaviyachal, the siv, kiros, penei elokim, vatirtseini, right? That's what he said there. Kiros penei elokim, penei elokim, obviously that's bigger. Again, tefasim or tefasa, tefasim or tefasa. If you're not sure which one, so learn up from the smaller one. In other words, can you learn the Gzei Roshava from Pnei Yitzchak or Pnei Elokim? Learn from Pnei Yitzchak. Pnei Elokim Mikruv. Well, wait a minute. So if you're learning smaller, based on what? Uh, it's got to be Pnei. So you say, well, don't take the big bird, take the small bird, right? Okay, but it says, so make a tiny bird? No, it's Pnei, Pnei. It's got a word Pnei. So it says Pnei by Yitzchak, Pnei by God. We'll take the Pnei by Yitzchak. So why don't you say, Pnei Elokim Mikruv, the Siv Alakaporis, you Pnei Akruvim. I'll show you a, a different pnei that's smaller than a human being, the, the pnei of the kruvim, the face of the kruvim, the cherubs, which were much smaller. So maybe it's Amr Yaakov, Gemiri, we have a tradition. Again, we have a Kabbalah, like Allah HaMosh Bissina, the ain't pnei kruvim, plus mitefach. They're also less, not less than a tefach. So just like whether you learn out from pnei Yitzchak or from pnei kruvim, either way, it means that for Ravuna Namim, Yachagomer. Ravuna, when he said Ravuna learned it based on Exei Roshava, pnei pnei gomer, not from the pnei Yitzchak, and not from Pnei Elokim, where actually you take the bigger one, but Pnei Kruvim, which and Kruvim we know had a Kabbalah, was, was, a, was not less than a Tepach. Okay, so now we have a second Russia for how do we know that the, the Kaporos was a Tepach, either from his Geret or because we have Gzeir Shabbat Pnei Pnei from Kruvim. Yeah? Well, the, the Zgeret, we, we said that we have, uh, we were told in the Torah of a Tepach. Here, we're, we're also learning out from we learn that from Xavier Shava, but the Xavier Shava is based on the Gemiri, which is Halach Lamash Misina. We have a Kabbalah that it's a Tefach, correct? But, but over here we learn that here we have a, a puzzle. We know that it's a Tefach. Right, we know that the Mizgera is a Tefach, but what's, what's the connection between the, uh, the Kaporis and Mizgera? What's a Klee? No, okay, it's a Klee. Okay, so you learn one Klee okay. from another Klee. Right, that's right. More, that's more. It's more befairish to you. Right. Maybe, maybe, okay, maybe, maybe that's more befairish, but maybe you don't learn out that way. Maybe you learn out that's only a comparison. It's not, uh, it's not, Xavier uh, Shava. It's not a uh, Hekish. It's nothing like that. It's just, well, it's a comparison. We'll learn out, we don't know what to learn it from, so we'll learn it from another Klee where it says it's befairish. This could be a better drasha. I'm learning out from Pnei Pnei, and Makrov, and we know, is, 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 have a Kabbalah that has to be a Tepach. Other drasha. Okay. 
Now, where's where's the word kruv itself? What does that mean? My kruv, amaravu karabya, like a small child, a little boy. She came bubble currently nuka ruvi. They call small child ruvi. In other words, the cherubs, the kruvim, were uh, they had the face of a child. Amalebaya elameato dirsiv peneya echad peneya kruva. I don't get you. It says the face of one of, of one of the two kruvim had the face of a kruv. Peneya sheni peneya autumn was that of a person. Zainu kruv, zainu autumn. According to you, they're both humans. They're both the same thing. How can you say that it means like that of a child? Because it says the face of one had the face of a, of a kruv, and the second was a person. Zainu kruv, zainu autumn. According to it's the same thing. According to you, if, if kruv is an autumn, is a person, a child, same as autumn. The answer is api ravi, api zutti. One's bigger, one's smaller. The face of a, a large, of, of an adult, and the face of a child. Okay. So all this is to teach me that the sukkah has to be minimal ten tefachim, right? However, however, maybe that's ten tefachim for learning out from Aram. Now, don't forget, in both cases, we're learning out from the Aram, right? The Aram is, was nine plus one, plus the kaporis. The question is, how do we know that the kaporis was one tefach? That was a difference. Do you learn out from Mizgarot or do you learn out from the Pnei Kruvim? But we learn out from Aram. But maybe the Aron was a complete structure, including the Schach. How do we know that we, what did we say? We said in our Mishnah that the, the uh, walls, I means the Sukkah has to be ten Tvachim, besides the Schach. The Schach is on top. You gotta have room to sit there uh, until ten Tvachim. So now the question is, how do we know that the hollow, that the interior space of the Sukkah is ten Tvachim besides the Schach? Maybe it's with the schach. Again, like Rashi says, if you're learning it out from from uh, from the Aron, keeping the Aron v'kaparos yalfes asara, ma'adachlal asara levad me'ove schach. How do you know that that the interior is ten besides the schach? Like the Aron, the Aron v'kaparos is a complete structure, right? It's completed and it's ten. So maybe this is also complete with maybe including the schach. It's got to be ten. Ella. You know what? How do we know? As we're trying to say, how do we know that the schach? Listen carefully. How do we know that the hollow, the interior space besides the schach, that the schach has to be on top of a of an interior space, a hollow of ten tefachim? That's where we learn out from. Now we can't learn out from kaporis from the, from the art of kaporis. Kaporis was ten tefachim inclusive with everything. So we change the whole thing now. Ella, but, but, but yeah. by, by, by a sukkah that was esrim ama, we yeah. learned that it was from the other side of the schach. That's right. That's right. In other words, up until 20 amos is okay. Right, right. The schach is on oh, top. Wow. Uh, if it's higher than, the issue we had was if it's higher, if it's 21 and the, some schach fell in, was inside and lower it, that we had that discussion. But you're right. When we say 20 amos, 20 amos means hollow. That up until 20 is okay. Up until 20 is okay. 20 plus is no good. Okay, right. so learn the same thing here. Yeah. Up to 10 and up the Good. How do we? Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. What's the source? By by the twenty, we had different reasons for it because you can't see higher than that, right? Because you won't d- d- define it, right? We had, you know, you, until twenty, they said you're getting till twenty, you're getting uh, the uh, the uh, shade from the schach. Above twenty, it's from the walls. All those different intentions. That doesn't apply to the ten. That's a, there's a svar for it. Why twenty is above twenty is no good. Here we're looking for ten. Maybe the ten is inclusive. We don't have a reason for it. You can't say just like the schach over there is above. Those are different reasons. Over there, the reason is because of the shade, etc. And are you getting sun? Here we're talking about a different reason. It doesn't apply over here. Ella, so there's a forget about the whole drasha with the aron. Another, we're not learning the ten from the aron. Ella, we are learning it out from still the kachet karashim, but not exactly the way we assume. Ella, I'm going to learn out from the base Mikdash. Why? It says, the house that he built, 
Hashem to God. What was it? Shishim Amma Oracle. Listen carefully. It had a length of shish of 60 Amas. That's from Rechbon, 20 wide. V'shloshim Amma Komoso. It was 30 Amas high. V'ksiv Komas Akruva Now, Shlomo's Kruvim were very large. They sat on the ground. They didn't sit on the Kaporos. They sat on the ground. And how high were they? Komas Akruva Eser Ba'ama. Each Kruv was 10 Amas high. 10 Amas high out of a height in the whole building was how much? We said 30, right? It was 30 amas high, and the kruvim reached a third. So that means the top of the kruvim reached to one-third of the height of the base of Mikdash. So, the same way, Okay, but Tanya, we learn like this. Just like by Shlomo's, we see that the kruvim reached to a height of one-third of the ceiling, the tiny mamat seem based on just like my base on the that said a third. Mishkanami Kruvim Mishlishabayas Hey Nomdim. The Kruvim in the bait in the in Moshe's Mishkan, which stood on top of the Kapores, as the Pasik says, Hey Nomdim, were also Hey Nomdim Mishkan Mishkanami Kruvim Mishlishabayas Hey Nomdim. So they also stood a third. Now Mishkan Kamahave, how high was the Mishkan? How high was the Mishkan? Esaramos. Esaramos Orachakarish. Each board was ten amos. And that was that constituted the walls. So the whole thing was only 10 amos. 10 amos is how many tfachim? 60. 60, good. Kama habelu, shisen prushchi, it's 60 tfachim. Okay, so, and, and if the kruvim reached a third of the height of 60 tfachim, that would take you the kruvim. The kruvim was, was 20 tfachim, one third, right? So tilse kama, which is a third of the esrim prushchi, was, was 20, 20 tfachim. So the kruvim, they span, the wings of the kruvim spanned an area of, of 20 tfachim. Now, how big was the arum? The arum we know, we said already, the arum and the kaporas, we've proven that the arum and the kaporas is 10. But for, for different sources, we have that cup where either the rush of Pene Pene or the rush of Mizgaret, we know that the Aron of the Kaporis was 10. So if you take away the 10 of the Aron of the Kaporis, what's left? Another 10. Pashilu Asara. So you have that the Kruvim stood in an area of 10, of 10, and the wings, as we see, the wings of the Kruvim were, so to speak, as, as, as above, above being. So, the, the, the spring, so, they, so therefore the Kruvim were effectively over a hollow of 10 tfachim. Now we're not learning it out from the Oron itself, the Oron Kaparis, which is a structure of 10. We're learning out that the crew from the wings were on a hollow on top of the, of the uh, a, a hollow of 10. How do we see that? Go on. The crew must spread their wings above their heads. They were they covered with their wings. Allah Kapores. The Torah calls it Schach. So you see the schach lemalam yasara, that the schach covered up a, 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 a hollow of ten tfachim. So wait a minute, that only works if the wings, if the wings were above the kruvim's head, and the hollow between the top of the kaporas and the wings was a full ten tfachim. That was what we know the hollow of the sukkah has to be ten tfachim. How do we know that the wings were above their heads? Meaning, meaning the kruvim were ten tfachim high. Right, and the wings were above that. Maybe the wings were even with the head, and the wings they had some thickness to them. Together, that the ten the ten tefachim that they were above uh, above the kaporis included their wings, so that the area the area of the hollow was somewhat a, a little bit less than ten tefachim. How do we know that the wings were above the ten tefachim? Maybe the wings were included in the ten tefachim. Right, Dilma again, Dilma. 
Dilma Lahadi Rashayu Kaimi, Omarabacha, and Rashi says over here, Dilma Lahadi Rashayu, Bishavala Rosha, maybe the wings were even with the head, the Havala Sara im Obeya Kam, that it maybe it was ten tfachim, the hollow, the, the space was ten tfachim with the thickness of their wings, so that the real hollow was a little bit less than ten tfachim. Remember, what's our point here? We're trying to prove now how do we know that the sukkah, the hollow in the sukkah, besides the schach, is ten tfachim? We're learning it out from the Kruvim. Amar Vacher Bayakov, Lamalixiv, it says above, it says above their heads. Vema Dimitri Tuvim, maybe very far above, maybe it's way above, and therefore the space was even bigger. This is a mix of lamala lamal. Doesn't say lamala lamal. It's just above. Above is above. Simply above. So anichler mayor dharma kolamas ayubenus. That's fine. Rebeir holds that all the struct, whether the structure of the base of mikdash or the kalim, the mishkan, whether it's the kalim or the structure, was an average. Uh, the the middle, uh, the middle, the average uh, um, ama of six tefachim. That makes sense. So we said what it's. Well, how do we how do we have it? Because the aron we said the aron and the kaparis is ten, and the kanafayim were. Uh, the, the top of the Kruvim was uh, was at the 20, uh, 20 Tefachuark, which is a third of the height of the Mishkan, and the wings were above that. The wings spread above that. El Rabbi the Amar Ama Shel Binyan Shishitvachim, but according to Yudah says the Ama of the structure is ten Tefachim. Shel Kalim Chamisha, the Kalim was only five. When they made the Kalim, they used an Ama of five Tefachim. If that's the case, so what was the height of the Arum? Ama Vachetzi comes out to be how much? Not nine, but seven and a half. Five plus a half, plus a half an amma, that's seven and a half. The kaporis is one, again, as we learned from the mizgaret or the pene pene, so the total of eight and a half. If that's the case, and if the wings were at, covered up an area of 20, the, the top of the kruvim was 20, and the wings covered that. Okay, so how did we get 10 tfachim of a hollow? Because we took the 20 deducted the 10 of the Arna Kaparas. But if the Arna Kaparas was only a total of eight and a half, you're left with a hollow of 11 and a half. So if that's the case, so Michael and Mamer, what are you, you going to say? Uh, what are you going to say? How much is the Arna Kaparas? Tim no palga, eight and a half. Pashalu chad sari palga. You're left with 11 and a half. So maybe a sukkah has to be a minimum of 11 and a half tfachim, like the wings that covered up the, uh, that covered up on top of the uh, Arna and the Kaparas. Says, Maybe the sukkah's got to be 11 and a half. El Rav Yehuda, so, so according to Rav Yehuda, who says that the kalim were, were used, the measures of the kalim, like the Aaron and the Kaparis, was an amma of, of five uh, tfachim. So therefore, the Aaron was seven and a half. The Kaparis was one, eight and a half. So 20 take away eight and a half is 11 and a half. So maybe a sukkah has to be minimum of 11 and a half, not a, a hollow of, of 11 and a half, not a hollow of 10. El you're right. How do we know that the sukkah has to be ten tefachim halo? Halachim moshmi sinai. The Amar, Rabbi Barashi, Amar Rav, Shirun Chetzit Mechitzin Halachim moshmi sinai. We had this Gemara in, in Erevin. It's a famous line. It doesn't mean these are the only halachim moshmi sinai. I think somebody sent me an email that there's 31. And I think there's more than that. Many halachim moshmi sinai. We had yesterday four, right? So what is that? Shirun measures chetzitzin interpositions that you can't have a chetzitzin when you go to the mikvah. Umechitzin all the rules of partitions. These are also, this is also partition. This is a partition. How high does the sukkah have to be? How, uh, what's the minimum? What's the maximum? That's all halacha moshmi sinai. Is it possible that the 20 amas of the maximum is also halacha moshmi sinai? Well, the Gemara didn't seem to indicate that the other day, right? The Gemara gave the reasons for it. It didn't say it's halacha moshmi sinai. So, shirin chatzitz mechitz halacha moshmi sinai. 
So now, that's a famous line. Shiur chetzitzim chitzel achamosh misinai. It was all the shiurim, like shiur of Kazayas, shiur of kakosevus on Yom Kippur, all the shiurim that we talk about, the shiur of Toma, all that's alachamosh misinai. So the Gemara is now going to go into a discussion. What do you mean alachamosh misinai? It's not a deraisa. Shiur and deraisa ninu. The pasuk, the famous pasuk, is Eretz Chito Sar Gefen Usein Rima Eretz Hashem and the Bosh. A pasuk in Akev, right? Eretz. These are these are the uh, fruits and the uh, grains that Eretz Yisrael was in Zbarchba. Bar Mavchan and Kala pasuk zelishiur namar. This whole pasuk is to teach us from the beauty of Eretz Yisrael, the shvach of Eretz Yisrael, the, the praise of Eretz Yisrael, that all the uh, shiurim are, uh, that we have are based on these various fruits and grains. Why does it say chita? To tell you that's the shear for if you go into a leper's house, uh, when you become Tomei, if you go into a leper's house, and you, you're carrying some clothing or ornaments or, uh, or whatever, uh, jewelry, and your your sandals and your rings are in your hand. You're not wearing them. You're carrying them. Who to me? Your tummy immediately. You walk into the room. Your tummy. How you lavush? Let's say you're wearing your 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 garments and your sandals are on your feet. But and you're wearing your rings on your fingers. Who tummy Your tummy immediately. And they're only tummy when you stayed in that leprous house long enough to eat a half a loaf. Achilles pras. What kind of bread? Paschitin below pasorin. Paschitin is a smaller wheat, is a smaller loaf than a, than a sarin. So what he mace of over and you eat it. Eat, the time that it takes to eat it, leaning over, but ochel blifting, eating it with relish. That's the shear of. In other words, why did it say eretz chita to tell me that what, that the chita is to teach me that the time it takes for you to eat a half a loaf of wheat bread. That's the time that, that uh, you have to be in the leper's house for the kalim, the, the garments and the, uh, and the rings, etc., and the shoes that you're wearing for them to become tummy. That's the first of them. So we'll get to the other ones tomorrow, Mitzvah He goes through all of them to show us that that's why it says, Eretz Chito Sar Gefen Sem Rimet Eretz Hashem and Dvash. Dvash over here is Dvash Tamarim, not Dvash of bees, but Dvash in, in the Pusik when it says Dvash, it means Dvash Tamarim. But all the, that's why that's one of the, that's one of the Sheva uh, Minim is uh, Tamarim. So all this is to show us that we have that these psukim are to teach me the very shiurim, including uh, uh, Rimon, including the uh, Shemen, Kazayas. Uh, Kazayas is to teach me the shir of Kazayas uh, for for most isurim. If you eat something, it's not kosher. Shir of Kazayas. So what do you see here? You see here that this is a daraisa lachar. You're learning out from a pasuk. So the Gemara is going to say no. The the shiur of all these measures are really alach moshmi sinai. But the, it's an asmach that we based it on the pasuk just to, for, as an asmach to something to relate it to. But it's really a lacha mashmi as we'll continue this discussion tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody.